Welcome to the Behind Their Business Podcast, the show that's peeling back the curtain and showing what's actually happening behind the scenes of running a business. I'm your host, Steph Blake, and each week you'll hear from women at all levels of business who are showcasing their stories of struggle and triumph as they juggle business ownership with day-to-day life. Join us to hear inspiring stories and strategies for starting and growing your own business. Hey everybody, Steph Blake here, and I am so glad that you are here for this week's episode. As usual, it is going to be amazing, so you are in for a treat. But before we dive into that episode, I want you to join our private and 100% free and supportive community for business owners to connect in called the Confident CEO Community. So if you have not joined us yet, here is your invitation to come and join us. Each week I also do a live training to share my best tips and tricks for scaling an online business the easy way. We talk about strategy, team building, mindset, tools, automation, and everything in between to help you confidently step into the CEO role in your business. So you can go to confidentceocommunity.com to join us today. And now let's dive in to this discussion with our incredible guest. Welcome back to the Behind Their Business podcast, or if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Today, our guest is going to share all about how to make the most of every single day especially when you're at that point in your business where you're just ready to throw in the towel and go get a nine to five job. And in her business, our guest focuses on unconventional therapy, unconventional therapy practices, which she's going to dive into a little bit more because it's so interesting to me, but she has overcome a lot of different things in her life, like sexual abuse, eating disorders, infertility, a brain aneurysm, and more. And now she works with men and women who know They need a kick in the ass to get where they want to go, but they also need somebody who will walk them through the healing process. So please welcome to the show, Dawn Taylor. Dawn, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. So as we can tell, there's been a lot that has happened in your life. So I want you to share... (laughs) (laughs) as much or as little as you feel comfortable sharing, just to kind of take us on a journey of what got you to where you're at today in your life and your business. Absolutely. So I'm an open book. I'm super vulnerable in that because I think that we're so quick to hide it all and have shame attached to things that we've gone through. And we try to just ignore it, right? I just want to be normal. I just want to show up like everyone else. And really deep down, we can't. Like we've been through some stuff and we need to just accept it and then work through it. Right. And so it started for me right at conception. Honestly, it was a mom who tried to miscarry me her whole pregnancy due to some postpartum issues from another pregnancy all the way through to, I mean, you read just a few of the things that have happened. Like at 12, I broke my back at 13. I, or 14, I was sexually abused at 15. I had a severe eating disorder at 17, I attempted suicide. I actually died and they revived me at, right? Like, and then I had a brain aneurysm. Like, like I'm talking my entire life has been crazy from that to infertility, to drug addiction, to hysterectomy, death of a parent, abandonment of a parent. Like my entire life's just been nuts. It's been absolutely crazy. And like a lot of entrepreneurs, what has happened is our control was taken away from us, Right whether it was once or a thousand times like me, right? Our control was taken away 
And so as this beautiful protection mechanism that we create, we grab onto anything and everything we can control, right? So if it's what we're eating, what we're watching, our bodies, our exercise, our careers, our relationships, our obsessively organized houses and spaces, it doesn't matter what it is, but we control it, right? And then go on to like try to get a job. Well, good luck because we don't like getting told what to do because we're these little baby control freaks inside. And it's a threat, right? When someone tries to tell us what to do, it's like a threat to what I'm not good enough, what I can't this, what I can't that, right? And we go through these stages. We go through these phases. We struggle with these things. And then often what happens is if we don't have really healthy upper management, um, we get put in upper management positions, Cause they're like, Oh, look at the amazing little micromanager that bosses everybody around. We should make them a leader, which is awful, right? We've all had that boss or we decide we're going to do it on our own because we can do it better than anyone else can. And no one's going to tell me what to do. And I'm going to control my outcome of my world. Right. Does this sound I'm familiar? laughing right now because I was like, you are describing me to a T 100%. This was me in so many different aspects of my life. Like this, this was me. So continue, please continue. No, but then like, this is what happens except for we can only build our businesses as high as we are. So while we're super successful in very specific areas of our life, because those are the ones we have hyper control on, we crater right? We self-sabotage because now we're bringing all of those trauma responses. We're bringing all of those control issues into our business, into our marriages, into our friendships, into our families, and then wondering why we're not where we want to be, right? And so one of the things I see all the time, and so I'll backtrack a second. In my everyday life, I'm a trauma specialist. So I work with entrepreneurs. I work with business owners. I work with parents, right? Who are like, oh yeah, that sounds like me. And I need to deal with my trauma, but I need to do it in an unconventional way. Talk therapy isn't my jam. I don't want to sit and talk to somebody for an hour, have them ask how I feel and not really get anywhere. Like, no, no, no. Tell me what we're going to do. How are we going to rewire my brain? How am I going to get results? And then how do I also, knowing that this is my past, knowing that this is my pattern, knowing this now, how do I build my business? How do I work with my clients? How do I work with my staff? How do I explain this to my spouse or my partner in a way that doesn't make me feel crazy? Right? And yeah, so that's, absolutely. that's what I do as a career. That's my job. <laughs> so, so how did you get to that point? I'm, I'm curious, like what, I'm assuming you were doing something before this. From A to Z. Yeah. Um, so the short, the condensed version. Super short condensed version is due to the insane level of trauma that I had. I became upper leadership in jobs all the time because I could control the hell out of them. And I was in a job where I was not being treated well. And I was like, well, screw you. And I went, I literally went for lunch one day and bought the restaurant. Like, I wish I was joking. Like I went for lunch. The owner was like, Hey, you want to buy it? You eat here all the time. And I was like, yeah, sure. Let's talk. Signed papers within 24 hours. And I bought a restaurant while having a full-time job. And it spiraled. It's a really crazy story, but it spiraled from there. I ended up owning an entire franchise. I ended up doing all these other wild things, but in the middle of it, realizing that I was 100% running 
from my past. And I was full on falling apart. So I'd show up at work and I could be successful and I could manage the staff and I could manage the employees and I could do all the things that needed to be done. And then I'd cry at home and I'd want to kill myself. Or a man would come and talk to me and he'd say something and I'd instantly be triggered to my uncle that had sexually abused me and I'd want to murder him and respond in a horrible way. Right? So I had become this crazy workaholic. I had a full-time job and a business. And then I had like volunteer stuff I was doing. Like I was nuts and hit a point where I fell apart. I full on fell apart and was like, I have to heal my health. I have to deal with my headspace or else I can't actually move ahead in life. This will destroy my marriage. This will destroy my world. And I tried everything. I tried every form of therapy. I did all the things and nothing was working. And I often say it's because I'm not in a box thing. I'm not an in the box thinker, right? But I also needed somebody who was stronger than me to tell me what to do. I needed someone who was stronger than me to be like, no, 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 I've got you. Let's do this. <laughs> like you're not on your own. <laughs> let's create an action plan, right? Like let's logistic your trauma, create an action plan. How are we going to heal this? And how long is it going to take? And let's get you results. And I couldn't find anybody. So me being me was like, well, then I'll figure it out myself. So I started taking courses and reading books and doing research and going to conferences and getting all these certificates of training just to figure out how to heal my own brain. But I looked at it like, okay, so sexual abuse. Cool. How does that neurologically change you? How does that sexual, like, how does that emotionally change you? How does that shift in your marriage? How does that change how you work with people? Now, how do you actually shift your brain? How do you deal with that? How do you work through your expectations, through your feelings of rejection, through all of these things based on this crazy past so that you can actually show up with no judgment and just curiosity to go, oh, that explains it. I felt like the dumb one my whole life. So I hire staff that are dumber than me so that I can feel brilliant okay, right? Like, and that's just a silly example, but this is what we do every day. This is what entrepreneurs do every day, right? We self-sabotage nonstop. And so it became that people were watching me from the outside and going, how the heck are you doing so good with your past and asking for advice? And because I wasn't a quote unquote coach or a therapist or any of those things, I could actually sit with them and be like, okay, step one, this is what we're going to do. Then we're going to do this. Then we're going to do this because I had already done it on myself so many times. And that's really what started an entire business for me was people asking for advice. They were like, I need results. I need them fast help. And we'd go for a lot of coffee dates. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is really where it started. That's so interesting. Your business came from you healing your own trauma. hundred percent. Which I think is such a wonderful thing. And I mean, I know we're never like fully healed. Well, I'm going to ask you, do you believe that people are fully healed from their trauma? Yes and no. I think we can actually, I do believe we can be 100% healed from our core trauma. I think what's interesting is as we are humans and as different things happen in our life. So a trauma is anything that is like your your PTSD kind of response. Your It triggers your neurological system. Right. So I always say it's anytime you were like walking along in life and you tripped and fell and life just took a different turn. 
right? It triggers that HPA access. Your body goes into fight or flight response mode. That's a trauma, right? Those happen to people every single day, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, they, I think when they people, attach sorry, to trauma responses, which happen, but I do 100% believe we can overcome the things that have happened to us. It's the trauma responses that we often end up dealing with long-term. Yeah. And I think when people think of trauma, they think it has to be this massive life event that happened. Like for example, I don't know, getting into a car accident, being sexually abused, having an eating disorder, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't, right? Like you said, it could be something smaller than that, but it has a deep impact on you. You know, one of the biggest traumas in my entire life, the one that's affected me probably more than anything was walking in on a conversation between my mom and her four sisters talking about how overly developed my body was when I was nine years old because I was already more busty than any of them. And I was a normal skinny little kid, but I already had curves at nine. And I walked in, I came out of a pool. I walked through my aunt and uncle's house, opened the patio door to ask them a question and heard this conversation happening. And in my memory, remembering that like, we create stories in our heads. Right. But in my memory, I remember hearing them talking about how gross my body was and how overly developed it was and how I needed to cover it more to be in the pool with my male cousins. And the shame that that attached to my physical body would blow your, someone's mind. The impact that that had on how my relationships shifted, the shame I had on how I looked, the I'm never going to be good enough. I shouldn't be around these people. I don't fit in because I look different. This rejection, this unworthiness. I often laugh and tell people like that 30 seconds impacted my next, you know, 35 three years or whatever it's been more than the big traumas more than some of the sexual abuse and the suicide attempts and the, you know, the brain aneurysms and all these things like that silly little conversation. Right. Yeah. So let me ask you, did you, did you consciously know that it was that conversation that affected you so much or was it purely subconscious? Once you started to work through your trauma. Um, yes and no. I never forgot that conversation. Okay. That I know should... some people will um oh, what's the word where you try to like uh, they just like, associate it and disassociate. Kind of, yeah, they just get, kind of put it away. For me, I have because I've always been, I mean, there's been such an insanely high level of traumas that, that have happened. I've always been hyper aware of when something happens. And to be like, oh, this is big. Like something about this is really big and this is going to affect me later. And then I've always been very curious, Mm -hmm. right? So every time something happens, I've always been a very curious person in terms of like, huh, why is this bugging me so bad? Why, you know, why am I wearing a sweater in August when it's stupid hot outside in a photo with my cousins? Well, it's because I didn't want my body showing, mm-hmm. even though I was 87 pounds with an eating disorder and it makes no sense, right? 
Right. And so yeah, that's absolutely. always been a thing. And so that was a big one. I don't think I realized how deep the power of that was though until later in life as an adult, when I started to really unpack everything and mm-hmm. I started to actually go back and be like, okay, no, no, no. Let's actually trace some of these patterns of like this action today. Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Like, Where did that action come from? And so like that super ties into what we were going to talk about this podcast today is right. Those days where we get up and we're like, nope, not doing it. And we're, you know, online looking at jobs on indeed kind of idea, right. Is sometimes we just want to throw in the towel. Sometimes we want to give up. We have days where we wake up in the morning and we're like, nope, not doing it. Can't. I want to Netflix and chill all day. I just want to like curl in a ball and do nothing. Right. And so much of that comes down to self-sabotage. And so one of the things that I always say, and it's funny because I said this to a friend last night, is I said, as soon as we're in those that headspace, I always go back to like being a baby. And here's what I mean by that. Have I eaten? Have I had something to drink? Have I pooped? Right? Are any of my clothes pinching? Am I uncomfortable in what I'm wearing? Have I slept? right? They're like your five things you'd think of if you were taking care of an infant and they were unhappy, right? Yeah, that's that's so true. Yeah. Guess what? As an adult, we really need to check those five things as well, right? Because it's like, hey, it could just be one of those things. It 100% could just be one of those things. The second thing to look at though is like, am I actually burned out? Am I actually burned out? When is the last time I actually took a break away from my phone? When is the last time I took a day off that wasn't filled with activities and other things? And not just necessarily activities related to your business, but activities in your life in too. general. Yeah, because a lot of people, I mean, for me personally, like if I'm like, oh, I'm taking a couple of days off of work, but if I pack those two or three other days with a bunch of life-related things, I'm not actually resting, you know? Not at all you're not giving your body a break. No. And our bodies actually genuinely need downtime. Mm -hmm. They need those Netflix and chill days. They need the Netflix and chill days. They need that. I'm going to read four romance novels today and have a bath in the middle of the day. Like our bodies actually crave that. And the thing is if we don't give it to our bodies, our bodies will take it from us. Just thinking that I was just thinking that because I've had that experience where I refuse to stop. And I was working 80 to hundred hour <laughs> right. weeks and your body's like, yep, we're done. And I literally was on the couch for a week. Cause I got so sick and I couldn't move. So right? I'm like, well, my body told me I should have been listening to it. Oh, and it's so much more miserable. Like I'm sorry, Netflix and chill sick is not the same as Netflix and chill no, healthy. Really not like really not as enjoyable. Right. So when we look at that, right. Those are the first two things I always go over right? It's like, I check those five. Then I'm like, okay, when is the last time I had a day off? When is the last time I actually just took some downtime to breathe? Am I actually really burned out right now? Right? I look at my schedule and it's like, am I peopling too much? I'm also a super introvert. So on weeks when I have like too many networking things or too many coffee connections or too many dates, like girl, I crash hard, (laughs) like, like, real hard because I'm such an introvert. Right. And I love people, but I also really don't handle crowds. Well, 
I've actually right. noticed recently, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because if I'm with a group, so I'm usually by myself or with my husband and my son in my house. Like that's, this is usually yeah. just how I live my life day to day. Totally. And I don't venture outside <laughs> very often unless I have to, which I'm fine with. That's, that's what I chose. But I noticed, for example, if I'm doing something over the weekend with family and I'm with family all weekend, or I'm going to like a networking event where there's a lot of people yeah. there, it takes me like the day following or days following so long to recover because my energy is just completely drained from being around other people. So I don't know if that's like fully energetic. I don't know if it's because I'm an introvert, but I, I, I don't know if that's something that you've experienced as well. No, a hundred percent. It's a combo. And one of the biggest things that I look at with that is like, what, what does it actually take for me to recharge my body? Most people don't look at that. Most people don't actually figure that out. One of mine is I play Lego. Oh, that's interesting. I am like, oh yeah, I obsessively like I have an entire Lego room in my house. Like it's a whole thing in my world. That's so cool. Know, it's actually. ridiculous, but it calms my brain. There's mm-hmm. no words. There's no sounds. There's nothing like I can just organize. I can sort. I can like follow just like these picture instructions. Completely calms my brain and recharges me. Mm-hmm. I right? love adult coloring books or any coloring books. Very similar. Adult. Super yeah. similar. It's it's that monotonous kind of like action, right? Mm-hmm. But that's a big recharge for me. Being in nature. So my Lego room filled with plants, filled with plants. It's like its own little magical greenhouse in there because that room I can go in and sit for half an hour or an hour and I can fully recharge like an eight hour day of Netflix and chill. Oh, cool. Right. I'm also very aware of like the food I eat, what I drink, all of those things. I also recharge really well with a nap. Mm -hmm. Right. So Yes. After a networking event, like I've gone to, I think three or four already this week, every single time I come home and nap, no matter what time of day it is, I come home and nap. And then I sit and play Lego for half an hour and then I can continue my day. Oh my gosh. Thinking of going to four networking events in a week just sounds so exhausting to me. Honestly, it's because I'm surrounded, like fully surrounded by crazy extroverts and they drag me to all of these events. And then I like curl in a ball and die after. Right. <laughs> exactly. but that's okay but that's okay because then I can recharge right but I look at all of those things right I look at all of those things in my days to be like okay let's actually like no judgment just curiosity what's actually going on in my world mm-hmm. right and then I sit yeah. down and the number one thing that I do is I go all right what is on my to-do list for the week so Perfect day to do this. Monday and Tuesday of this week, I was like, getting a job. Not getting a job because I absolutely passionately love what I do. But I was like, I don't want to work. I don't want to do any of the things on my to-do list. I don't want to sit in my office. Like, I want to do none of it. And I did all of these things and gave myself permission. And I was like, look, I did three networking events between Thursday and Friday. So I had a Thursday night, a conference all day Friday and a thing Friday night. Not smart. I know better than that. Then Saturday, I had things with people all day Saturday. And I was, I like cleaned and organized and ripped apart my storage room and did a bunch of stuff, but it was very task heavy. There was not a lot of downtime. Sunday was a very similar day. 
Monday morning, I went to a networking event first thing in the morning and I came back and I just wanted to cry. I was like, I can't actually human today. Right. So I gave myself permission. I went through my five and my one and I gave myself permission. I was like, you know what? I haven't had a day of nothing in a while. So I'm actually going to play Lego and watch Netflix all day today and be okay with this. I am consciously choosing to do this, but I'm going to fully recharge to feel better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Tuesday morning. Guess I went to another networking event. I got home Tuesday and again, I felt myself go, no. And I was talking to one of my friends and he's like, you're a funk. And I laughed and I said, yeah, hundred percent. And I said, but you know what? It's okay. Cause I'm actually giving myself permission to have a 48 hour funk. I love that. Yeah. You have to give yourself permission. Giving myself permission to do it. I'm not trying to block the emotions, stop the emotions. I'm not trying to hide from them. I'm just like, no, I'm not in a fabulous headspace and that's okay. That's so normal. Like that's so okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned not blocking the emotions because before I even learned that I had trauma that I had to heal, because I didn't realize I had trauma that I had to heal. Um, I figured that out a couple of years ago and then have since been healing through it. But, um, I would also, I don't know if you did this actually, but I would hide my emotions. I would just continue pushing through. Like we talked about before, just continue pushing through, push them all away, hide from them, and then get insanely sick (laughs) because of it. So I have learned, and I think it's not just listening to your body, it's listening to your emotions too. Like, how do you actually feel right now? Do you have the brain space, the brain power to actually complete the tasks that you need to complete? Yeah. Right. So becoming more aware of our emotions, our body, all of that, it's so crucial, not just to being an entrepreneur, but being a successful entrepreneur, right? Just being a successful human. Or a human. Yes. <laughs> just, just a like, human. If you just want a human better, right? Start to figure these things out. But then I went through and I went, okay, what am I to-do list? And I wrote down everything. I'm talking from like personal, like I have to cook dinner this many nights. I have to make lunch this many days. I have to do this many loads of laundry this week. I wrote down the most detailed list ever of everything that had to get done in my week. It took me maybe 10 minutes. Like it doesn't actually take us that much time because let's be honest, we know. And I wrote all of it down. And then I went through and I was like, what doesn't actually have to get done? What are the things that is like the world's not actually going to fall apart if I don't do that? Like, I'm sorry, if I don't organize the books on the bookshelf in the guest bedroom this week, nobody's going to die. Nobody's going to care. No one's going to judge me harshly and change my world. Right. And I went over that list and I very lovingly took all of those random things off of it. All of them. Right. And then I looked at the things that were on my list that I was like, okay, this is actually detrimental. Like these are things like if I don't send these follow-up emails, this is potentially going to hurt my bottom line. Or this is a client, or this is something where somebody else is being affected by it. And those are the ones I highlighted. And then here's the hack. Here is the hack of the day for this. Beside each of those items, put a number for how long you're going to give yourself to do it. I like that. Because if you're like, 
oh, I have to write this blog post. And then you're in not a great headspace and you know you have to sit down and do it. It's going to take you two hours to do. If you're like, nope, I'm going to crank a song that I enjoy. I'm going to write this blog post. I'm setting a timer for 15 minutes and whatever's done in 15 minutes is going up. Yep. I love that. That's, right? that's such a good hack. Yeah. It gives your brain a totally different, like psychologically, it gives your brain a completely different idea on what you're doing and how long it has. And it creates a way to get it done. Yeah. It's almost like when you, your house could be dirty for an entire week, but if you have people coming yes. over, the amount of stuff it's that you get done in minutes. that 15 minutes <laughs> before they come over, hundred percent, like, everything's done. <laughs> I use that as an example for this all the time. Right. So I went through my list and I came up with all of those things. And then I looked at the things that I knew that I just knew, you know, those things like you just know when they come up on your list that you don't want to do them. Oh, or yeah. if you're tired, if you're tired, you're going to do a bad job of them or whatever. So I, I always get, push those I'm like, eh, right. We'll, there. <laughs> well, and one of mine is my husband works in a town a lot. Right. So when he's gone, I'm the worst at like making a good meal for myself. Because I'm cooking for one person, right? So knowing that last night, I made the world's largest dinner that will feed me for like three or four days. I mean, that's smart. Yeah. But now I don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. That's something at the end of the day, I don't have to think about. I don't have to be like, oh, and like, and then be all dramatic about it and make poor eating choices. You're like, fine, I'm just going to McDonald's. (laughs) hundred percent. Right now. I'm like, no, there's literally fabulous food in my fridge that I just have to heat up in my microwave in two minutes and I'm good. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's little things like that. It's little things like that. that give you the wins. They give you these wins to boost you back up. Right. And then put on your armor when you get up in the morning and you're wanting to like throw in the towel and you're wanting to quit. Number one is go back to like, why am I even doing this in the first place? Like, what are the pros and cons of even owning my business? What are the pros and cons of what I'm doing? Why am I doing this in the first place? What is that I love about this? Remind yourself of that because we often forget it in those days, right? Mm -hmm. But then put on your comfiest sweater, right? Put on your cutest earrings, put on some extra mascara, put on your nicest watch, like your cutest panties. It doesn't matter. Put it on your armor that you're like, yeah, that's right. I got this. Yeah. It makes such a difference when I like don't put on pajamas. Right. It makes such a difference with how I show up when I do my hair and do my makeup. And it takes me all of 10, 15 minutes to do that. But my demeanor throughout the rest of the day is hundred percent better. Drastically different. Yeah. hundred percent. It is. And so those are a few of the things that I do when I fall into those moods, right? And you mm-hmm. know what? I had my Monday, Tuesday, and now I've crushed it the last two days. Yep. It's so funny. I'm so similar to that because I can feel it coming. Like feel that oh, I don't oh. want to do anything. And before, like oh. I said, I would just push through. Now I'm like, nope, I'm sitting <laughs> on the couch for 12 hours. I'm eating whatever I feel like eating in this moment, <laughs> trying to make the healthiest decisions. But um, if I want to eat a cookie, I'm going to eat a cookie. If I want to watch Netflix for 12 hours, I'm going to watch Netflix for 12 hours. Right. And I'm going to give myself permission to do that. The work is going to be there tomorrow. Like the work is not going anywhere. It will well, all- and you know what? I, 
it's always there. You're, there's always work, right? One of my other interesting ones that people always laugh at me for, but is really effective for me and a lot of my clients is if you're in a time in life when you know you're overwhelmed, you know you're tired, you know your weekends are full, you know you're going to get burnt out because all of our businesses have patterns, mm-hmm. right? I schedule a baby weekend middle of my week. A what? I'm sorry. Say that again. A baby a baby weekend. What's a baby so weekend? I will actually book. I will actually book from like two o'clock off on a Wednesday or randomly on like a Thursday. And I will schedule that. And then I fully pretend it's a weekend. Like I will change out of my work clothes. I like order a dinner. I like fully act like it's a weekend just in the middle of my week. Oh, I love that. You're like tricking yourself into thinking it's a weekend. Completely recharges me to go again. Yep. Because we all wait for Friday night. We wait for Friday night. And that's the night that you sit in your pajamas, your yoga pants. That's the night that you order in Chinese food or you order in your favorite Indian food. That's the night that you cuddle with your family on the couch and watch a movie. That's the night that we celebrate how hard we've worked. Sometimes you just need that on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. To keep so going. Good. Oh my gosh, there's so much good stuff here. I feel like we could talk for hours and hours and hours about this. <laughs> we <don't like> it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to cut us off now because I don't want this episode to go too long. But oh my gosh, you dropped so much helpful information. Not only that, but you've shared your story so vulnerably. So thank you for sharing all of the things that you've gone through in your life, how it's led you to where you're at today. And if somebody wanted to connect with you to either work with you or just say, hi, where's the best place for them to do that? So two best places are my website, the taylorway.ca or Instagram, the taylorway now. Perfect. I'm on Easy both enough. of them often. And yeah, check in or if like even just message me to be like, I tried that hack and it worked really well. Or, yeah, like I had a baby weekend work. on a Tuesday. Give me a different <laughs> idea, right? Totally. Yeah, I love that. Yes, definitely send Dawn a message. Let her know which one of these hacks you have tried because she has shared a lot here. So thank you again for being here. This was great. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Behind Their Business podcast with me, Steph Blake of the Blake Collective, which is a female-led company focused on helping online entrepreneurs start and scale their own businesses. If you or someone you know would make a great guest for the show, we would love to interview you. Visit our website at behindtheirbusiness.com to submit a short application and learn more about the show and how you can support our mission. If you enjoyed the show, we would love for you to share it with a friend or a loved one too. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thank you again for listening to the Behind Their Business podcast.